Well, good morning. And welcome to worship once again. It's so good to be with all of you. For those I've yet to meet, my name's Andy. I serve as one of the pastors here along with Pastor Ann. And I'm so grateful to be with all of you this morning, especially those that may be new this morning, tuning in or joining us today. Uh, I, I pray that you will enjoy your time with us today. And I want you to know that you're always welcome here where we are committed to what? Sharing in hope, living with purpose for the sake of others. Speaking of forsake others, I just want to give a, a shout out for our student ministry. This past Friday, if you look to the screens, they took to the streets of Atlanta, and um, much to Kelly's chagrin, right? And uh, needless to say, it was an amazing day. They uh, joined with Seven Bridges to Recovery, a ministry that we've partnered with, that I've partnered with for years. And they went, and uh, there's a homeless shelter in Smyrna called The Garden, where women and children are sheltered. Uh, but from that place is a launch place into Atlanta, and they take meals every day to the streets, to the bridges and the bluffs. And our students and some of our servant leaders, including Christy Mahaffey, shout out to Christy in the back, uh, went with them to, to do this. So praise be to God. For the sake of others, our students get it, and our students are doing it. And this is the first of several serve and lunch gatherings they're going to have this summer. So if you want to join them, uh, let us know. Reach out to Tammy Nall. She'll be glad to take some additional servants with her in that. But Praise be to God. Amen. So last week in worship, we reclaimed the flame, that of the Holy Spirit, the, the coming of Pentecost. It, it's the, the coming of the Holy Spirit that, that not only gave birth to the church, but sustains the church through all ages and across the world, even today. For you see, Pentecost is not simply an event. Pentecost is a way of living. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. And we are Pentecost people. We can say we've gone Pentecostal, right? We can say that in a Methodist expression, right? Y'all are, I don't know about that. We can. In fact, the Pentecostal movement came out of the Methodist church, believe it or not. So, and, so as you've seen as the, the bumper, the video bumper came, uh, we're starting a new series today, Back to the Basics. And we're going to be asking some really good questions. I hope that, that many of us perhaps need to revisit. Maybe some of us have had that question. You've never had it answered, but like, why do bad things happen? Is God really three in one? You know, there are people that will challenge us on that, and you, you wonder how do you answer that? Uh, what really happens at the communion table and to the bread and the juice? Uh, these are questions that many of us perhaps want to revisit or, or go deeper on, and we're going to do that. And maybe you have a question that you want to ask. And I just want to invite you up front as we go through this summer. If you've got a question, email us. Email us, reach out to us. I, I'd love to take that question, figure a way to incorporate it into our time together in worship. Or maybe we'll write a blog on it. Anna or I would reflect on it in that way. Or if you just want to grab a biscuit and we go talk, on me. On me, all right? We'll go grab a biscuit and we'll go talk about the questions that you have because we all have questions. And it's amazing how when we talk together, we allow the God to work through that and bring light to the questions we have. But the question we have today that Christine articulated for us as we open is, what are these gifts? And coming on the heels of reclaiming the flame, what I'm talking about in terms of gifts are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize that you are innately made by God and imparted gifts by God? That you have gifts, you have God-given gifts. Even our non-believing friends, even those that are on the fringe of faith, have gifts. They, like many of us, may not be fully aware of the fact that God has endowed them with gifts. In fact, I think many of us haven't fully awakened to the reality of the gifts that we have inherent in us that God wants to activate through the Holy Spirit working in our lives. 
And so that's what we're going to spend some time on today. What are these gifts? Why do we have them? What do we do with them? These gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're going to do that by digging into one of Paul's letters, the church to Corinth, the first letter that we have from him. And in chapter 12 in particular. So if you've got your Bible or your Bible app handy, join me as we turn to chapter 12. And we're going to read the first 11 verses of this chapter to the church in Corinth. And Paul writes this. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or the other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Merciful Father, I thank you for the invitation to each and every one of us this morning to wake up to a new day and to wake up into your presence, for you are with us. God, I thank you for wooing us together, to gather together, to worship you, to pursue after you, to bring our questions before you, to bring our praise to you, and to bring everything that's on our hearts and minds today. And so, Lord, I pray that you would be with us, Lord, that we would be able to lay down those things that we brought in here so that we might be able to be fully aware and to hear from you this morning. So, God, I pray that you would speak even in spite of me this morning. May the meditations of our thoughts and the words of my mouth be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. And the church said, amen, amen. Now, Paul is a list maker, isn't he? If you read anything about Paul's letters, he often uses lists. And you may think that's something unique to Paul, but it's not. In fact, the ancient orators, the ancient speakers, the ancient writers use lists to draw home and take home a point that they wanted their readers or their hearers to draw to. Uh, Even Jesus, I've been reading this past several days, I've kind of committed this summer to reading the red letters, kind of going back through Jesus' own words. And I started with Matthew, and if you want to join me in that, I'm just taking a a chapter a day and just letting the red words marinate in me. And in chapter 15 of Matthew, Jesus uses a list. You see, their lists were a way that those in that day drove home the point. And here we are looking at yet another list, a list of gifts. Or if you go back to the Greek word, charisma is the Greek word behind all of this. It's where we get the word charismatic. And y'all been a part of a charismatic movement of God? 
or gone to worship in a charismatic place? I have, and it's a pretty amazing experience. But back to this list, this is a powerful list, isn't it? It's talking about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discerning spirits, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues. Now, if you're like me, you read that list, and some of them excite you, and some of them fright you, right? Some of them may leave you a little uneasy at times. But these are all gifts that God bestows through the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Talking back at that charismatic experience in my own life, I'll never forget this Roman Catholic, Southern Baptist, become Methodist, so I'm a Methodist, right? Got drug into a worship service in college with my roommates, and I thought we were going to a church with a steeple, you know, and pews and all that stuff. No, we went to a hotel, curtains were drawn, and I walk in, and it was in a most amazing expression of worship, one I had never encountered in my life before, and it was what you would call a charismatic expression of worship. Now, I was both in awe and uneasy about it all in the moment in that worship, but it profoundly impacted me to introduce me to yet another expression of worship. It's beautiful when you look at the different expressions of worship, not just here in the United States, but if you ever get to travel to other parts of the world to see how God moves and how the people of God gather in different ways. And this was just another expression, and it illuminated me to a part of the Spirit that I had not ever experienced before. It was amazing. It was awesome. But back to this list, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discerning of spirits, the speaking and the interpreting of tongues. You might be reading that list this morning. You might be saying, well, Andy, I don't have any of those. I don't have any of those. They're not at work in my life. But see, here's the deal. Here's the thing you need to understand. This is just one set of lists. This is just one list expressing the uniqueness and the diversity of the gifts that's bestowed upon us through the Holy Spirit. If you look at what Paul wrote to the church in Rome, Romans 12 speaks to a different list. Listen to some of these. Serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, showing mercy. Perhaps that resonates. Some of those resonate with you. Or if you go to Ephesians, in chapter 4, he has yet another. It's what we call the five-fold ministry, apest, for short. The apostolic, the the prophecy the evangelism the shepherding and the teaching is yet another list that we find in scripture you see the thing is is none of these lists were intended to be exhaustive or exclusive in nature but rather representative of the diversity of the gifts of the way the holy spirit uniquely manifests and bestows gifts upon each and every one of us in fact that's what paul's trying to get at in this letter isn't it and if we look back at those verses that Christine introduced to us and I just reread to us. Verse 4 says this. There are different kinds of gifts. There are different kinds of service. There's different kinds of working. And after having given the whole list that he uses in this particular letter, he writes these. All these, representing all these, are the work of the one and same spirit. And he distributes them, each one, just as he determines. You see, while these gifts These gifts are diverse. They're different for each and every one of us. And while the gifts are diverse, the source is not. 
the very same verses where we see this repetitious reminder of the diversity of gifts that were given, we also see the sameness of the one who bestows them upon us. Listen again to those same verses where there's different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. You see, Paul reinforces this again, as we read in verse 11. All these are the work of the one and same Spirit. God himself, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the one triune God. We're going to unpack that in another sermon. But this one God manifests through his Spirit in us and through us offers us different gifts, but from the very same source, from God himself. Different gifts, same spirit. But there's one other thing that we need to note, and that is this. The third thing we can observe from this passage regarding gifts is that each one of us, each one of you, every one of us has a gift, has gifts bestowed from God. No one's excluded. God doesn't play favoritism here. Each and every one of us is endowed with gifts because we're each recipients of God's love. If you remember in Romans 5, one of my favorite passages where he says, God poured forth his love into our hearts. Well, that pour forth is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Paul goes on to write about. And so as God pours his love upon all of us, he pours forth his spirit in all of us and in each of us. And this even goes for the non-Christians or the not-yet-Christians in our sphere of influence. Think about this. Think about those people in your life that maybe are on the, the edge or, or on the fence as far as faith that you see just this innate, uncanny gift in their life. You know what I'm talking about, right? Someone that might be a great painter, might be a great musician, might be a great singer. Maybe they're one of those that can make a friend anywhere and everywhere. They've never met a stranger, and that's exactly why you're a friend with them today, is because they wouldn't give up nagging and introducing themselves to you. You see, they created an image of God just like us or imparted gifts, only they may not be fully aware and awakened to the reality that there's a higher purpose for those gifts that are in them. You see, here's the deal. We are all image bearers of God, right? Amen? But despite being image bearers of God, we also live in a distorted world, in a brokenness, a sinfulness in the world and in us. And so we don't necessarily project the image of God fully the way that God intended. And so in many ways, the gifts that we have aren't used perhaps in the way that God desires. So sometimes we just need to be awakened to the reality that each of us have a gift and it has a higher purpose in our lives. You see, each of us has been been bestowed a natural giftedness. I love the way Christine talked about, you know, firefighters or first responders or teachers and all that. Your gifts are intended to be deployed in your everyday life. But as you begin to walk in faith, as you begin to, to profess faith in Christ Jesus, well, guess what? The Holy Spirit wants to continue to take and do a new work in you and manifest yet even additional gifts in your life. And that's the manifestations of the gift in the list that we read today. Of miraculous powers, of healing, of faith, of a word of knowledge, of a word of wisdom in our lives and through our lives. You see, different gifts, same spirit, everyone has a gift. And then here's this. Those gifts are for a shared and higher purpose. 
This is what Paul gets to in verse 7 of what we read today. Now, to each one of the one, the manifestation of the gift is given for the common good. For the common good. Peter understood this also in his first letter to the churches. He wrote this. Each one of you, this is verse 410 of 1 Peter. Each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. To serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You see, we're stewards, aren't we? We're stewards of what God has bestowed upon us. You see, the the Spirit of God that bestows gifts upon you is not for you. The gifts that God's given me, they're not for me. The gifts that God's given us as a body of faith, they're not for us. They're for the other, and they're for each other. They're for the common good. And, And I love the way that Paul goes on to drive this home, because if you look just past what we read today, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, we find where Paul begins to give an illustration of what he means by the common good. Y'all may remember where he talks about the different parts of the body, the body of Christ. That's what we find in the second half of this chapter. And here's the thing. Each part of the body is unique. And each part of the body is uniquely essential. In other words, you are unique to the body of God. And you are essential to the body of God. Let me say that again. You are unique to the body of God. And you are essential to the body of God. Without your gifts, without my gifts, the body's incomplete. The body's incomplete. I don't know if you've ever read anything from Francis Chan. He's a, he's a church planner and he, he writes a lot of books and in particular about the Holy Spirit. And he wrote one book called Forgotten God. How we sometimes, we get, we get God the Father, right? We get God the Son, Jesus Christ, but sometimes we forget about God, the Holy Spirit. And, and he writes this, and, and it's a pretty poignant way of driving home this point, and so I want to read it to you. He asks, how would you be missed if you left this place? What would change? Basically, what difference does your presence here make? Or as my youth pastor once asked me, what would your church And the worldwide church looked like if everyone was as committed as you are. If everyone gave and served and prayed exactly like you. Would the church be healthy and empowered? Or would it be weak and listless? He goes on to write this. It says, my purpose in posing these questions is not to convince you to go into ministry. I'm not about recruiting pastors and missionaries. My purpose in these questions is to get you to take 1 Corinthians 12 seriously to believe that you have been given a manifestation of the spirit and that your church the worldwide body of christ and the world are crippled without your involvement i write this because i love the church and i want you to trust that you are more than just a helpful addition you need to believe that you are a vital member did you catch that last part you are more than just a helpful addition You need to believe that you are a vital member. You see, the question really isn't about what are these gifts. We all have gifts. The question we need to be wrestling with as a church and as individuals and as families is, is what are we doing with these gifts? What am I doing with the gifts that God's bestowed upon me through the Holy Spirit operating in my life? What is 
What are you doing with the gifts that God has bestowed upon your life? What are we as a Methodist movement of faith here at the Way Woodstock, what are we doing with the gifts the Holy Spirit has imparted and desires to manifest through us? You see, it's when we avail ourselves to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of the Spirit that we discover that our ordinary lives begin to have an extraordinary impact on the lives of others. Isn't that what we see in Pentecost? Ordinary men and women. Peter, Paul, Mary, and Martha. Ordinary people living ordinary lives, but having an extraordinary impact, an eternal impact on the lives of others. Think about it. Think about it. Imagine with me what this community might look like if we were to open ourselves up and avail ourselves to a deeper move of the Spirit in our lives. Imagine with me how many more lives might be transformed because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us and through us. I don't know about you, but I hunger, I hunger for a deeper and a fuller indwelling of the Holy Spirit in my life, in the life of this church. Folks, we need to awaken to the reality that we're Pentecost people. That the Holy Spirit is in you. That the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us today. That Peter and John, when they walked by the street one day, and they're at the temple and there's a lame man there begging. They say, you know what? Silver and gold I don't have, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. You see, that gift, that power resides within this body. When I think about how Trisha shared a testimony, it was about a year ago when she was at Walmart. I think it was Walmart. She's checking out, and God spoke to her, pray for the checkout person. That's a word of knowledge that was prompted in her heart and her mind, and she acted on it, and she'll never know how the life of that person checking her out will be changed because of the prayer you had with her. That's a word of knowledge in the moment. What would it be like? What would our community look like if we were to open ourselves up and allow more of the Holy Spirit to have more of us? And in doing that, well, the world would wake up to a deeper reality of what God wants in our lives. You see, those gifts, when they're manifested, they're not for us. For the common good. Everywhere you see where Jesus healed or touched, it was to draw attention to the fact that the kingdom of God had drawn near. And every time that you see in the early church them doing the same, it was the same revelation. It was to draw attention, to get attention to those on the outside that the heaven, kingdom of heaven has drawn near and that they can partake also in the family of God. That's what we're called to as a church. I pray that we will be that kind of church. And so I leave you today with this challenge. It's a three-part challenge. The first part, you may have gotten an email earlier this week. I hope many of you did. And it's simply to take a survey on the spiritual gifts that you have. It's got a great uh, way. It takes about 15 minutes to take. It's on our website. You can go to the waywoods.backslash-serving. And you can take that test. And it'll just help you become aware of the different giftings you have and a little paragraph to explain a little bit more about them. 
and help you become a little more what specific gifts God has innately bestowed upon you. And the second part of that challenge is to join in with Alan. Alan's going to have a talkback session today at 10 o'clock over in Latimer Hall. You're welcome to join him today or every other month. We have a serve uh, debrief and a serve equipping session that's gathered over in Latimer Hall. And you can go on our website and you can sign up and RSVP for that. And I want to give a shout out for Tammy Green. She's tuned in today. She was the first to take the survey and send her results to Alan so that she could join in that conversation today and you can do the same whether you've taken that survey or not but the third part of the challenge is you don't need to do anything else other than to be here in this moment to pray to pray because the way that paul ends his letter the chapter 12 that is is to earnestly seek the greater gifts to earnestly seek the greater gifts well, that begins with us earnestly seeking God and praying together. And so I'm going to invite Kelly here in a moment to, to play. And I want to invite y'all, and this is maybe a little bit out of y'all's comfort zone for some, and that's okay. You don't feel like you have to, but I want to encourage you. Would you be willing to gather with two or three others? And would you pray with one another? Would you pray a blessing upon one another? Would you pray that you would be open to and that they would be open to a move of the Holy Spirit? If you know that person, maybe you know of an eight gift they have, affirm that gift in them in the prayer. That they're an encourager. That, that they're a warrior. That they're, you know, one that's great in hospitality. Whatever that is that you see in them. And maybe God will even prompt you in the moment of that prayer. And if you're at home today, pray individually in this moment. If no one's around, those same things. Take a moment today. But let's not miss the opportunity in this moment to prayerfully, earnestly seek the greater gifts that God has for us and wants to use in us. And as we dial that down, I'll enjoy, invite you to look to the screens because we have a collective prayer to join in together. But would you now, would you stand up as you're able? Would you gather with someone else? And would you just take a moment to pray with one another? You can pray silently if you're not comfortable, but would you pray, would you pray with one another as you feel led?